Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. And while you're on the internet, make sure you go ahead and head over to Gunspot.com as well for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auction to every single week. And one of the best parts about their website is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout. So you don't even have to worry about it. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when you visit their website. Be sure to do so at Gunspot.com. And while you are strapped up, saddle up in a new car from Roper Kia, check out their inventory online or on the lot. They don't have the car of your dreams. They will help you find it. Mention us here at Mike Up for $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And then once you have that nicer, newer ride, you're going to need your oil change and your tire service. So be sure to head on down to Downtown Lube right here in Joplin, Missouri on 1st and Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. Be sure to visit their website at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. Again, not a matter of, a matter of when you're going to need that oil change and those tire service. Get that done and taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. And welcome into the show. Thanks for participating and listening along with us. We do know that we've had some audio issues. We're hoping that it is correct. Yeah, I mean, we, we did a little pre-trial run before. Uh, sounded pretty good, pretty flawless. No idea what no. the hiccup could be. Our mics do work on their own. So when we get here, we run into a little bit of an issue. So. Please bear with us. We'll see. Yep. <laughs> but we, we are going to talk until we're done. Uh, about the trade deadline today. Uh, we're going to talk divorces. Not ours, still Tom Brady's. Okay. We can't get divorced because we're not married. We're not. Nope. Who do you think will get divorced first? Like next, me or you? Uh, hopefully neither of us. Hopefully we both get married and we live happily ever after. You don't, the you other don't think there's a divorce in our future? I really hope there's not one of mine, man. I want to be, I want to one and done that shit and be happy. Like I know, I I know it's hard to be happy the whole time, but like, I just hope I choose right. You know, hopefully I I take the learning lessons from everyone else in my life. Do choose right. Then you come home early from a business trip. Find somebody blindfolded in your closet. (laughs) You need to double team your wife. Damn. <laughs> that didn't I, That's from a movie. That but, would be quite the surprise. <laughs> we are going to talk um, a lot of football. Tennessee and Georgia this weekend. Tom Brady, his divorce. Michael Thomas being out. Maybe even Dan Snyder selling the commanders. Also, maybe get into a little bit of baseball and basketball as well. And then we're going to look at some icebreaker questions to end the show today. But the NFL trade deadline came and went. Mm-hmm. And we didn't really talk about it much and i'll tell you usually there's not much to talk about yeah and i feel like that's kind of been the case for the five last years mm-hmm. i mean really but then that's like at the same time with this year i feel like we saw a little bit last year not a lot but it seems like we're heading towards a direction and a trend where players aren't happy in the situation teams are moving on from it like we're gonna figure something out where it doesn't mm-hmm. it also doesn't feel like teams are maybe over asking anymore or teams are okay moving on with some of those picks yeah little bit more comfortable with it. It's like, okay, you know, we can find talent elsewhere. We'll pay for it. We'll figure it out. We're good enough here. Yep. And I honestly, I think it's part of the Madden generation. Everyone that's in league offices right now puts some sort of Madden franchise mode when they're younger. 
And now they get to just make these trades. Like, well, forget about it. We'll make something happen. We can do this or that. Granted, a lot of these also... general managers are still older, but I think I think we're heading towards a trend where teams and offenses and coaches and front offices are going to be more comfortable moving on from players or bringing players in in the middle of the season. I think teams also used to feel obligated to like pay guys. Mm-hmm. Like Bradley Chubb just got traded at the trade deadline. That that one shocked me. Yes, I didn't think that would happen, but I think. You know, years ago, guys would have gotten drafted like a Bradley Chubb, who's been pretty good, and the Broncos would have just paid him. Like, oh, well, we drafted him high. We're going to pay him. We're going to keep him here. Top 10 pick. I mean, the one that really stunned me was TJ Hawkinson. The fact that it happened, you know, interdivision to the Vikings, and I thought he was a foundation piece for the Lions. And I know the Lions are not good this year. I've been trying to root for them. I've been excited to see them have any bit of success. Last couple weeks, been pretty brutal. But still, like moving on from TJ Hawkinson, it was like, ooh, what is your plan going forward then? Like, is everybody on the table? I mean, honestly, it just seems kind of weird. I thought he might be the one guy that was safe for the future. Yeah, I thought that he was a building, maybe not a building piece, but like, okay, we've got some things in place for a quarterback. Yes. Now you get rid of him. But honestly, I kind of like it. I'm like, I'm on board for this. I think it's I'm exciting the, to cover the sport. Yeah. And when the trade deadline hits, like we do in baseball and basketball, oh, wow, this guy just got moved. You didn't see that in football. Mm-hmm. Like we were talking about guys like Kareem Hunt, like, oh, maybe he'll get traded. I mean, he's good. He's a backup running back, though. Yeah, 100%. But, like, Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. just got paid a couple of years ago, been dealing with the injury bug, boom, goes all the way across the country, playing for the 49ers. Robbie Anderson, traded to the Cardinals. I mean, it just... That one, like, it happened early enough to where I kind of forgot about it because of everything else that took place. Robert Quinn being traded to the Eagles, that one was big. Roquan Smith going to the Ravens, of course, they just decided to reload on defense. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's what they do. Do we need offensive weapons? Do we need a receiver? Yes. Yeah. So We're still going to go get defense. The most surprising trade for you, was it the TJ Hawkinson one? Uh, for me, yes. I'm not, I wasn't super surprised by the fact that Hawkinson got traded. I was surprised that it was in the division. Mm-hmm. Like when I started podcasting and really like taking football serious, there used to be like a couple rules, like a, a few rules. It's like, oh, like quarterback contracts and guaranteed money. Mm-hmm. Can't move those guys. And then it was you don't trade within your division, maybe within your conference even. Yeah. The NFL said, nah, we're good. Never mind. We don't care. I do wonder if we start to see this more. Like I do. You said it starts you to pick up. thought it was going to be a trend. I do think it's going to be a trend. Where you know these guys are looking at it and saying, "No, we'll just cut our ties. We're we're not going to resign this guy. Let's get stuff out of him that we can." Like I said, we saw it in baseball all the time. Mm-hmm. Now but that's kind of changed we'll now with twice a year. Forget yeah, the wild it. card or whatever. Um, you see it in basketball where guys are getting ready to be in a contract year, so they just get dumped for picks. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like this move by a lot of these NFL teams. Yep, and you know as much as we've talked about some of these other moves that surprised us. We saw some receivers on the move. Calvin Ridley moved to the Jaguars. That's going to be exciting for next year when he gets to play and you get <laughs> year one, two of Doug Peterson and three years. I of, like that move, though. Yeah, I think that, that's your reliable target that Jacksonville's desperately You talk about for. buying low. <laughs> this guy's not even playing. <laughs> this, this is that parlay that you just kind of throw a couple bucks on and it hits and you win a couple grand. That's Imagine the is. Falcons when they get that phone call. It's like, hey, we're interested in Calvin Ridley. Huh? Who? Who was? Did you say Calvin Ridley? I yeah, forgot he was here. You're the only person that called. Like, yeah, just come pick it up. He's here. You whenever you want. Uh, I do like that move for the Jaguars, though. Uh, trying to surround Trevor Lawrence with some pieces. 
hopefully it works out for him. Uh, Chase Claypool is a name that I don't even know if we mentioned yet. Mm-hmm. That was another big surprise move for me. I mean, the Steelers moving on from another one of these receivers. And it felt like there for a while, Chase Claypool, and it felt like he was going to take over and be the number one receiver. Yeah, he felt like the next guy in Pittsburgh until they found another one. Well, here's the thing they did in George Pickens. Like, Seattle, not Seattle, excuse me, Pittsburgh continues to do it. But I do like this, too, for the Bears because now you have, hopefully, a receiver that's going to stay healthy and be reliable. And that's something you've been looking for since, Mm -hmm. personally, Brandon Marshall was there with Jay Cutler. Right. And I like the move for both teams, I guess I should say that. I think with Chase Claypool, he's maybe not getting utilized the way that we're kind of used to Mm -hmm. or expected him to this year. I saw someone say this, and I kind of agree with it. Justin Fields might be the best quarterback that Chase Claypool's played with in a long time. Ever. I mean, really. I don't know who his quarterback was in high school. Was he better than the quarterback at Notre Dame? Yeah, Ian Book. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then in Pittsburgh, you get a weak-armed Ben Roethlisberger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, obviously, like, Justin Fields is the best one that he's ever been around because he hasn't been around good quarterbacks. But this is the first time he's ever had a good quarterback. And, like, Justin Fields can sling it. We know that. Like we've seen him drop a bomb fifty yards right on the money before mm-hmm. with broken ribs. He did it at Ohio State, I and think. that's a, another one of those things. Like surround your young quarterback. Go get a guy like Chase Claypool who's on contract for another couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one might have been the most surprising for me. I'd seen some kind of reports and heard some rumors that like, oh Chase Claypool might be on the block. Man, I t- maybe this is just my fault and I have to take uh, responsibility for it, but. I didn't think we were going to have any trades, really, at the trade deadline. I didn't think any big names like this was going to happen. Like, Robert Quinn, I honestly, I thought, was going to be probably one of the biggest names that we saw, aside from Christian McCaffrey. Or, um, you know, like James Robinson, who's turned into the backup with the Jaguars, got traded to the Jets. Mm -hmm. I thought that was, like, a big trade deadline deal. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, my – or Kadarius Toney with the Chiefs. Like, we haven't even talked about that one yet. Like, yes, that feels like a big trade, but at the same time, and maybe this is just – me, but I, I didn't feel like it was that big because we haven't seen him really do anything in New York, and it felt like the Giants were out on him. And in mm-hmm. my mind, I just immediately thought, I was like, if you're a first-round draft pick and this new regime is already out on you in New York, what's going on? Like, what's yeah. wrong with That's him where as I'm a at character too. in the locker room or, you know, with the coaches? And I had somebody reach out too, a buddy of ours, and ask, like, hey, what are your, what's your take on Tony? Yeah. I like going and getting a guy with a lot of potential for not – a lot. Was it like a third and a sixth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe he pans out. If he doesn't, here's the thing about the draft. You're probably going to miss on those draft picks anyway. For sure. It's not like it's, oh, it's a guarantee to get a guy in the third round. You have no idea. But Kadarius Tony, I think he's still relatively young. Yep. And then you're giving up a third round pick to get him where he, maybe he is really good. And if I don't know is, what the deal was with him and... New York, but he couldn't. He could never get it going there for some yep. reason. And he, apparently, he is healthy. He's not even on the injury report for the Chiefs. I guess his hamstring yeah. is fine. And that was one of the issues yep. in New York. It, it, he was saying like, "I'm healthy. I'm good to go. Play me." And the Giants were saying, "No, like your hamstring's not good. Not playing you." Yeah. So I don't know. This it's a weird dynamic, and you hear about it, stuff like that a lot in the NFL. So maybe a change of scenery is going to be really good for him. Yeah, and four three eight speed was a former quarterback. I mean, that's Andy Reid's type. Like when you look at the Chiefs roster, mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes clearly the quarterback. Travis Kelsey used to be a quarterback. McCall Hardman used to be a quarterback. It's like Andy Reid likes those guys that used to play the position 
that are going to be able to understand an offense quickly and be able to read defenses on the fly. Now, I know going from a high school quarterback to a college, it's usually like the best athletes are quarterback. Let him make plays, go from there. It's probably not going to be his position moving forward. But for Kadarius Tony, runs a 4-3-8, is going to be a punt returner, thank God. <laughs> but if it does pan out, you can look forward to the future of the Kansas City Chiefs and go, okay, if you can find a way to keep Kadarius Tony to be the next guy and Sky Moore become somewhat relevant, that's a good, pretty good duo at receiver, honestly. I feel yep. like you, I'm more comfortable with what the future of receiver is for the Chiefs than I was two well, weeks ago. I don't know what the future is for McCole Hardman. I, I don't know that he's going to get paid by the Chiefs. I don't so think, I think Kadarius Tony could come in and be a replacement for McCole Hardman, who is a second-round pick, so you're giving up a third-round pick to find a guy mm-hmm. uh, that can do a similar do you, role. Do you think he can be any type of value of what Tyreek Hill was and? I say that in not the terms of the talent of Tyreek Hill, of course. If he doesn't match that, fantastic. But just the, the idea that he can turn on a play that you're not expecting to be like an explosive play, and he makes it. I mean, that. his ability after the catch with the ball. Because that's man, what we saw great. at Florida. I mean, he was just stellar mm-hmm. after the catch. My expectations are more McCole Hardman. Yeah. Like maybe McCole Hardman plus, because uh, McCole never really did develop. We anything. just don't see McCole do anything down the field. We right. see him on those jet sweeps where he he's breaks so loose. Small. And, he's so yes. small. So I, I still like him. I'm not trying to shit on him. But that's kind of my expectations for a guy like Kadarius Tony, And then um, Bradley Chubb, another name. I, I didn't expect him to get traded, but the Dolphins get a really good pass rusher, and that's what they need. I mean, they're, they're sitting there. They're contending, and it's a good team. So adding another pass rusher like this, at the trade deadline, I like it. He, he's another guy who's young. He's only 26 years old, and he has five and a half sacks this season. He's looked really good when he's been on the field. Being on the field was a little bit of a struggle for him uh, for the last couple of years. But like I said, like his rookie year, 12 sacks. Got hurt, missed a lot of games in the second season, comes back for his third season, seven and a half sacks, and now he's healthy this year, five and a half sacks. I I do find myself rooting for the Dolphins. I'm not really sure why, but I do want to see them be successful. I think it would be cool, but at the same time, I don't feel threatened by the Dolphins. Like if I'm the the Chiefs or the Bills or the Ravens, like I'm, like I'm looking at the Dolphins, like okay, hey, they're putting it together, but at the same time, it's like they haven't yeah. proven anything. Well, yeah, I I would look at it as like um, you know the Bills a couple of years ago with Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you've got some pieces in there. You, you have your, our attention. You're rolling. Yeah. And then if you can hit on some draft picks, I mean, you're just a, a couple of hits away from being a really, really good football team there. Uh, shout out to our guy, Tyler. I know he's a big yeah. Dolphins fan. <laughs> Hopefully they keep doing things. Another team that is potentially doing things, the Washington Commanders. Dan Snyder potentially selling the Commanders or part of the Commanders. It's real weird, but they are being investigated for their financial improprieties Ooh, big where word. they were skimming some money. Saying that they were having some concerts, there was no concert, taking money from the NFL owners. So they are being investigated mm-hmm. by the federal government. A lot of people have been wanting Dan Snyder to tra- uh, sell this team for a long time. I do hope that it, it happens. How does that work out if the commanders are found guilty for this, but Dan Snyder sells the team? Do those charges go away because they'd be pressed on Dan Snyder? And, I mean, he's still got to deal with repercussions of that, but he doesn't have the team to lose. Or is the federal government like, does, I don't like, who, who pays for this pretty much? Like, who's the one that gets in trouble for the commanders doing the wrongdoing if Dan Snyder, in fact, sells the team? I'm not a lawyer. Or does someone go, hey, I'm buying the commanders, and we are immediately yeah. moving? And I, I think they'll stay there. There's you know, a lot of talk that Jeff Bezos would want to 
Buy That's it. fine. He can buy. He can build Amazon Stadium. Mm-hmm. Have a uh, shipping, you know, yard right out of it. A warehouse right there. Yeah. How about um, Elon finally buying Twitter? Yeah. Did you see that he's now allowing you to pay eight dollars a month for Twitter Blue, and you immediately become verified if you do it. All you do is pay eight dollars a month, and you're verified. What? So what if I go and I pay eight bucks right now, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Cancel. Does my verified go away? Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, what's the point of being verified anymore? Uh, right. And, and uh, I'm not going to try and act like I'm, <clears throat> these takes are mine because I did see it from Barstool, the one that I think it's KFC does like the one minute man or whatnot. And then he did it. And he was like, yes. you know, we have so many BS verified people on right now that have like 100 mm-hmm. followers because they're your news your reporter or weatherman yeah. or weather. Well, that's woman been a thing for, for years, your local station, you know? Yeah. And. I remember trying to, like, not myself necessarily, trying to push to be like, oh, get verified, get verified. There's just so many people now that are verified. And like you said, or the take from Barstool, there's so many people that should not be verified that are verified that I feel like it lost its kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it lost its verification to I mean, be verified. <laughs> like, <laughs> you literally have, and no offense to those people, but you have some people that have like 100 and so followers, like mm-hmm. 800 followers. But it's like, oh, I work for uh, a news team. Yeah. I, I'm in the control room. I'm not on TV, but this organization does have verified accounts. Yep. And I'm one of them. So it, it, it really lost its it's cool. There should have been like a level to the verification, like the check mark. You know what I mean? They like, just, this they is like giving a trustworthy out to many people. Twitter handle, but I am verified because I'm famous and popular and da 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 da. Yeah, well, I think maybe when they even started letting people apply for it, there should have been like yeah. a follower minimum. Like, and That's no what offense I to the people behind the scenes, you shouldn't be verified. Yeah, if you're like an executive vice president, all right, cool. I like a comp- like a company. Yeah, go for it. But if you're like, I'm the producer of this television show. And you only have like 200 followers. Good. Now, if you're the producer of that television show and that's a popular television show and you have 10,000, 15,000 followers, right. okay, cool. Put some respect on your name. You get the check mark. Yeah. Yeah. Enough people follow you. Are you bringing you anything or, to my Twitter feed? Even just being a, like a really good, successful Twitter account. Yeah. Like, I don't really do anything, but people like me on Twitter and I have a lot of followers. I don't know how people do it. I can't get more. I keep losing them. <laughs> Same. Um, well, the, the bots keep getting deleted. Yeah, that's really <laughs> screaming, I guess. I'm just, I keep riding the line where I'm almost at 1,600, and then it falls. And then I get real close, and then I fall. I've not been able to cross the 1,600 mark in a year. Before, I've, been, I've been tracking it for a year. Not that my Twitter followers <laughs> determine my happiness, but it has brought me some frustration where I've gotten so close to the 1,600. And I could do the follow trains, but I'm not going to cheat my way there. I'm not going to do that. I got real close to 12,000. That was pre-COVID. I thought you were at 15. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. I've lost a lot. Yikes. Because I made comments about Black Lives Matter. Yeah. God yeah. forbid I say Good Black Lives on those. Matter. Yeah. I have to be I lost me because so of so many. <laughs> yeah. I would just watch that number plummet as I was talking about George Floyd. It looked like just the, the ringer, like a cartoon, just rolling back. <laughs> lost so many followers uh. on that one. But the verified thing is is weird. I don't know. I didn't read too much into the stuff that um, Elon Musk was saying. I did see that he was thinking about charging some verified accounts. Um, yeah. Have fun, guys. <laughs> I think Elon's just like throwing ideas out there and just seeing like, okay, which one are people going to actually like? 
He's just tweeting just, stuff. Just to tweet it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make everyone pay $8 a month and they're verified. Everyone's pissed. Just kidding. Not going to do that. Just want yeah, to it's like when the do. NFL does something. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like Dan Snyder right now. He's probably just putting it out there. Like, hey, we're going to talk to a bank about maybe selling some of the team or whatever. Just, just to get the vibe. That's what Elon's doing. That's a resounding <laughs> guess. Shit, I guess I have to sell the team. Uh-huh. Yeah, you said you wouldn't change the name. You did. You said <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't sell them. Hmm. He's got are. to, though. I, it's a weird thing. Forcing people to sell something that they're the owner of. Yeah. But if you're a piece of shit, like. I mean, if the organization that you own something with is trying to boot you, like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're, I mean, stealing money is what it is. Yeah. And it's funny that, I guess it's not funny at all, excuse me. It's just crazy that that was the line. It's like, oh, you're stealing money from us. Yeah. Not that you're, you have a poor workforce. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like work environment. Yeah. Not you're the... sending cheerleader nudes to yeah. email. That's. No, that, oh, yeah, that's. Jerry freaking... Jones is like, oh, we're not allowed to do that? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know that hard drive I have? Burn it. Yeah. Yeah, but I just built a stadium in Vegas. Yeah, you're not allowed to send those emails. Ooh, let me put some more salt <laughs> on my McGriddle. give you permission here. to say those words, Jerry Bear. <laughs> um, other NFL news. Michael Thomas uh, looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the year again with this toe injury. I'm out on Michael Thomas. I'm, I'm done. I think everybody, you know, kind of has to be. I will say, I maybe I should apologize because I didn't think he was ever that hurt. Like he missed that whole season, mm-hmm. and I thought he probably just doesn't want to play. Yep. You know, sitting out a little bit with the injury. He tried to play this year. Comes back. They did an MRI and they said that his toe is just not healing the way that it uh, was supposed to. She's going to have another surgery on it, so I am also out on Michael Thomas. I just don't know that he's ever going to make that recovery. It really sucks. Yeah. Also, I do apologize. Kind of thought you were being a baby about it. Yeah, and I, you know, here's the thing though: is like Michael Thomas can go through this. We're going to hear from him in another six to seven months about how dark and lonely it was going through another rehab stand because of his toe, and he's going to go somewhere get a fresh start, and we're all going to feel bad for him. We're all going to be right back on Michael Thomas's side and hoping for his success heading into next season. The problem I'm going to go ahead and just do a, a future story headline right there for you. The problem with him is he's 29 years old. Now by the time it's he recovers yeah. from this injury, he's going to be 30. He's going to hit that imaginary mark, and that's it's really hard. As a guy who's 35, you just don't feel the same after 30. <laughs> and it's rough. You sit down on the floor, and you're like, oh. I hope nobody's looking at me when I have to stand up. <laughs> I'm going to have to roll over, find a way to get my leg up. <laughs> yeah, right. My back's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> I do. I hope he makes a, a full recovery. It does suck. But, you know, just being honest, we see so many athletes, their career gets cut short because of injury, and it kind of feels like that's the way with Michael Thomas right now. Um, other guys getting things cut short. Tom Brady and Giselle um, officially divorced. Uh, I saw this right before we started today. They already had a prenup in place. So, like, their divorce was filed and finalized, like, super quick. It's already done for wow. and then announced. Um, I can't speak to this one. I know a little bit. Divorces take a while. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, oh. No matter how fast your wife wants it to happen. When we talked about time. this on Sunday, we missed it in the chat. But it was everyone that was there was like, hey, what do you think uh, Tom Brady's first pick was in the, uh, <laughs> in the divorce and what they want? But it was an alarm clock in the spatula. No. Uh, I saw it right at the end. It was cracking up, and then we just never talked about it because we ended the show and started talking about something. Well, because Tom listens to the show, and he's probably like, yeah. Learning uh, lesson. Want the house, like the, <laughs> the nicest house because that's the way their draft would go. They are worth a combined $733 million. 
And she has the better half of that, doesn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah. That's yeah. insane. So she's probably bringing in, you know, roughly $400 million. That is stupid. I don't know what I would do with that much money. Like, and I know we, we, we've had several conversations about, like, if someone would give you this much money. Hey, you know, my answer used to do. be, your answer as well, pay off my student loans. Hey. <laughs> pay off my Let's car. go, Brandon. Hey, got me, though. <laughs> got myself a new vehicle from Roper Kia. Finally got that finalized and figured out. Absolutely loving it. I would pay that off. Yeah, I, that pro- I would probably pay off my vehicle. I'll tell you what, interest rates right now, <laughs> as a loan officer, not looking too hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and there's also the Mega Millions are hitting this weekend. Too. Someone already drew the my, winning numbers. <laughs> last night? The jackpot, yeah. Oh, Someone did they hit really? It. I think so. I got the alert for it. Damn, I thought it was. I thought I had more time. Because uh-uh. I almost my it's our, it was my buddy Hayden's birthday yesterday. Our guy Hayden, so happy birthday to him! That was his birthday yesterday, and someone was like, well, "Why don't you just buy him like a jackpot ticket?" And I was like, "Nah, like not gonna do that." And I got home that night and I got an alert like Mega Jackpot or whatever it is. It's like I think winner. that's a good idea. It's like yes. the winning ticket had been like handed out, so I don't think yeah. anyone had claimed the winner. It's just like the winning ticket. Okay, maybe been. that's what I saw earlier yeah. today that nobody had claimed it yet because they were talking about like, oh, on Saturday it's gonna they're gonna draw again. <laughs> my oldest brother texted me like last night right before. On Wednesday night, right before the drawing, mm-hmm. and it's like about to hit this mega millions or whatever. And I'm like, dude, you got to give me more time. Like, I don't pay attention to this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Tell me like that morning, like, hey, make sure you buy a ticket or whatever. But no, he's being selfish. And he told me like five minutes before. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that's a good gift. Yeah, I I used to have someone in my life that would do that. Something like an in law or somebody would give you lottery tickets for Christmas. Yeah. Like a stocking stuff. Well, I hate that because it's like if I give you the gift and you win ten thousand dollars, like I'm gonna want some of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there is that obligation. That's where How much do you give? Here's just me being a terrible human being. If I won like a big significant amount of money, ten thousand dollars, yeah, thousand dollars, I would scratch that off and be like, Oh, I won. Ten dollars, <laughs> and then I would just be quiet. That bitch would go in my pocket, uh-huh. and I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> you would, and no one would question you. And then be like, "Man, he's going to a couple concerts. Yeah. Where did that PlayStation Five come from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did it come from? <laughs> Lottery tickets for sure. Uh, another congratulations I want to say just for a buddy, and this is. Kind of out of nowhere, but uh, my buddy Damien Oxendine, he listens to the show. If you see him live on Colin, his name is his nickname is Angel Hands. Uh, but one of my good buddies just had a baby, so congratulations, a healthy baby girl. Hashtag girl dad. But he listens to every single show. He literally sends me a Snapchat of him listening to the show, and I uh, just want to congrats on a healthy baby girl. Yeah, that's the it's the best life. Yeah, I always thought when I was younger that I would I wanted boys. I don't know what it is, God, karma, <laughs> universe. Somebody knew that I needed daughters in my life. <laughs> I couldn't handle having a son. Man, I don't think like I have a friend who has two little boys, and they keep showing me videos like, and they're they're cute. Like this is their little boys being little boys, but it's just like that would drive me nuts. Like the saying, "Boys will be boys." Uh-huh. I think people do misuse that. It's like, no, nope, that's not something boys do. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. <laughs> there are some things where you just can't control. It's like their energy. Why are you always jumping off the couch or anything? Why are you on any elevated surface to be like, I'm going to jump off? (laughs) And that's what they do. Like, that's their game when we're over. I'm going to climb up with this (laughs) and then I'm going to jump. It's like, I think I can make that. That's the first four years of fathering a son. 
that's me right now. First two months of having a freaking dog. <laughs> I took him to a truck or treat event on Monday, and I put him in the car when we were finishing everything up because we used my vehicle uh, for like the trunk or treat deal decorated. Put him in the front seat after the kids were playing with him. Thought he'd be tired. Left my window down so he could look out and see. Motherfucker jumps out the window onto the ground, <laughs> and I'm just like. What the hell are you doing? He's perfectly fine, but I was just like, he just broke a leg. He's done well, for. That's a six or not a six foot drop. Like that's a good four foot drop that this puppy just launched himself out of. I, I've heard numerous stories of dogs like hanging themselves. Yes, from jumping out of trucks or trying to jump over a fence when they're on a leash mm-hmm. or they're chained up. I. I know there's a dog on Main Street in our hometown that got hanged off the side of a truck because it tried. It was. Tied up in the back of a truck, yeah. tried to jump over the side, didn't have the clearance. No more dog. That's a terrible story, and I don't even know yeah. why I said it. She just thanks she for that, that reminder. Yeah, now be I'm, careful with your dogs is the theme. Yeah, don't roll the windows down. You're not in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but we started talking about Tom Brady and Giselle <laughs> yeah. getting divorced. Man, and, the way we just wrap ourselves, it's going to be one of those shows. It's an old school throwback, Mike. Up, <laughs> talking about Tom Brady and Giselle, though, and they're worth seven hundred and thirty-three million dollars. This is what's crazy to me: is that like the levels of people that are rich in this country? Because Giselle and Tom Brady, seven hundred and thirty-three million dollars, is so much money, but it's not enough to buy a football team. Yeah, it's like you can't even buy the Jaguars or any terrible, terrible football team. You cannot buy them. You probably can't buy an NBA team for that much money. No. I mean, there's no way. It's stupid. It It is an unrealistic goal. It is crazy how much money is really out there that you just don't realize. I mean, Jeff Bezos, how many billions of dollars is he worth? Like, Tom Brady and Giselle, super famous, probably one of the most powerful, rich couples that we've Mm -hmm. ever had. They don't even compare at all to like an Elon Musk or a Jeff Bezos. Just them, them, them individuals alone. This is them mm-hmm. together. I remember talking a couple months ago when the Broncos came for sale. It's like, oh, Peyton and Eli, they want to own a team. They're trying to build up to own a team. Yeah. It's like two Hall of Fame quarterbacks and their rich father as well do not have enough money to own a football team. Neither do Tom Brady and Giselle. Like he's got a bank on that new Fox contract. And be like, hey, can I, can I use this? Is leverage? Yeah, hey, I'll put a couple Super Bowl rings on the line. It's crazy, though, how much money is out there. It definitely is. And the fact that they were only together for 13 years. I remember I saw that. It too. does feel longer. Yeah. Married for 13 years, I guess we should say that. Yeah, they yeah maybe. Probably yeah, maybe together longer than that. But. Yeah. And they got a couple kids. Yep. I do, I do wonder how Tom Brady's going to play. We've talked about it a little bit. I do wonder. Because his wife's a witch or just the emotional. Well, I Mental even you know, talking of, with some people today, it was like I they thought Tom Brady was going to play worse. Like he's now he's divorced, mm-hmm. hey, he's going to be stressed, he's going to play worse. Again, experience here. I think that he's going to play better now that it's all official and kind of behind him. Because even going into last Thursday when they played, then he announced it that Friday. Mm-hmm. I think now that the announcement and everything is done, now it's going to be stress free. I mean, that is a good a good question. I just can't help but think that he's always talked about how much of a family man he is. Okay, I thought you were going his, back no, to the witch no, no, thing. No, no. 
<laughs> That's still valid, very valid. Oh, of course. But it's just the fact of how much he's talked about being a family man, and he loves spending time with his family when he's not playing football and seeing his kids grow up. You know what I mean? Just all that stuff, and it's they're not there. Like, how pissed is home. she going to be when he retires after this year? I mean, how, how many years has she been waiting for him to retire, though? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, how many one more years has she heard? That's the pettiness of a divorced man right there. Or woman. And it, just yeah, yeah. Being divorced and then be like, you know what? She always wanted me to do this. Done. I'm going to do it. She did want me to use, use the calendar app on my phone to track events <laughs> and what I was going to do. Yeah. Now everyone compliments me on being organized and showing up on time. You know what? I, I will stop drinking so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, you always wanted to go on this trip? Yeah, I'll go. By I'll myself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens with Tom Brady. He's probably somewhere eating strawberries now. Like, you know, screw this diet. <laughs> I only I'm did this sick for her. and tired of avocado ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I want some mint chocolate chip, and I want it right now. Now, I, I hope he's doing great. I hope she is, too. Uh, we do have real football going on this weekend. One of the biggest games, the Tennessee at Georgia football game this Saturday Maybe maybe I've been super busy this week. It doesn't feel like it's getting the hype that no. um, they kind of deserved. Because I feel like people think it almost thinks. Excuse me. It almost feels like people think Tennessee is a fraud. That's like, and we're just kind of waiting for them to crumble. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, there's a part of me that kind of is as well. But when I sit here and I look at Tennessee and you watch them play, I don't know if they're going to. Right. Because I think that we're going to see Georgia so crumble. Good. Before we see Tennessee, we've already seen we've already seen Tennessee beat Alabama. Granted, I think we can all agree that this Alabama team this year is not what we're used to seeing Alabama be. But it's also weird to talk about there being a big game this weekend and Alabama not being involved, yeah. especially in an SEC matchup. Yep, one versus three undefeated teams. Yep, in uh, Alabama in November too is a yes. big change. And Alabama does have a big game this weekend. They do play LSU. That's a six versus ten matchup. That is the night game on ESPN, and it's at LSU. That place is going to be thumping. Yeah. That's, a, that's almost an upset game right there to watch, too. Alabama, just they're, they're kind of falling in some of these little traps. They're not playing as well as they, they should or they usually do under Nick Saban in, this year. Even, like, the Texas game, that was, that was not a good game for Alabama. They yeah. won, but it was not a good game and for them. And the thing with LSU is, like, we've kind of seen them progressively get better throughout the year. Brian Kelly's got to figure it out. The quarterback's playing yeah, good. Daniel's playing pretty well. Yeah, defense is making plays. So you look at Tennessee, kind of caught me by surprise that they're ranked 10. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, same, same. But that is very like Brian Kelly. <laughs> yeah. People laugh at him, we make lose fun of the early, accent. And then we come back, and we're in the college football yep. playoff. You just stop paying attention to him, and then before you know it, oh, you're 10. Like, me hey. and my family ready yeah. for the playoffs. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, they're going to be Alabama this weekend, and people will be like, is LSU going to be in the college football playoff? Ooh. They just have to get through Tennessee. If they beat Tennessee in the SEC championship game, it could happen. And one loss, yeah, one loss <laughs> LSU like, would happen. It's, it's very, very likely still. LSU I, wins it all. Completely <laughs> forgot about them. Beginning of November, they were ranked 10th. Now, number what one. Brian Kelly fired. <laughs> wins that chance that he did year. on the circle thing, that's going to go oh, yeah. It's going to go viral again. Yeah, that's all they'll do in Baton Rouge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- I do still love the Tennessee stuff. They were ranked number one. We kind of talked about that last episode, too. I think this is going to be a good football team between them and Georgia. It's a great defense uh, versus a, a great offense, too. Georgia low-key putting up a lot of points, too. They are also scoring uh, 41 points a game. Tennessee scoring just a ridiculous 49 points a game. Jesus, criminy. Now, they did put up 65 against UT Martin, but 
it's still, you play the teams. <laughs> they're right there. Um, you know, Georgia played Kent State earlier this year, so it's not like they're playing all great teams as well. Mm-hmm. What really surprised me, though, is that Georgia is a favorite in this game. Yes. By eight mm. points. Thank you. Hello, Kansas. Here I come. <laughs> I think Tennessee can cover that spread. They might lose. I don't think it's going to be by more than eight points, yeah, though. I don't think. Like, I know Georgia's defense is good, but I don't think Georgia's offense been that is, good. I don't think Georgia's offense is good enough to keep up with how explosive Tennessee's offense can be. Or the, mm-hmm. the, the defense for Tennessee as well has been making plays. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Tennessee in this one to cover the spread. And the over-under is set at 67. I'm going to take the over in it as well. So I took I, I took a uh, under 14 and a half points in the first quarter because I think it's going to be a slow start. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. In the first quarter, so you get a lot of those like scripted plays and things like that. I exactly. do think that there are going to be points scored, though. I'm Like I said, I'm taking the over. Georgia low-key scoring a lot of points this year. And that defense got a really good reputation last year, as they deserve. They're down like Nolan Smith is going to be hurt. They haven't really lived up to that hype yet. I think Jalen Carter's still maybe trying to even get healthy. I think we're going to see a lot of a lot of points scored. Two thirty on a Saturday in November. I I wish this game were in Tennessee though. Yeah, I mean it's going to be rocking in Georgia too though. I this if is, Georgia wins this game, do they rush the field? They shouldn't. I don't. They shouldn't because I don't like that. But because I mean everyone they're going to get stuck in the bushes again like it happens. Yeah, you're the defending national champ. You can't. You beat the number one team in the country, though. Yeah, I don't think – if they do, it's whatever. I, don't I would be embarrassed if they did. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what I'm – I'm not saying, like, I, I hope they do. I try to not be the thief of joy. Like, in the moment, if you're excited. <laughs> right. I, I would judge the shit out of you, but at the same time, it's like, I get it. You're a bunch yeah. of college kids. You're just having fun. Let them have their fun. Like, if they storm the field after a big win, it is not going to affect me at – it's not. It might bring you me know, some joy if they get stuck in the bushes. Because so, yeah, that, that just cracks me up. You're going to have that one sorority girl in a skirt who jumps in butt first, thinks she's just going to bounce off, and she just sinks to the middle of it, lawn chairs uh-huh. herself, and can't get out. And you just see her little clutch purse stuck to the top. Yeah. And she's just screaming for help. Holding on. Every fraternity guy that she's got a crush it. on leaves her in the bush. I love it. There was one a couple of years ago where she, the girl jumped in. And she just disappears. She gone right through. Do you remember when I tried to walk through that hedge bush in Alabama? (laughs) (laughs) I hit that thing like a wall. That was a (laughs) thick bush. (laughs) I tried to Homer Simpson so I could go take a piss. And I didn't make it nose deep in that thing. (laughs) I forgot about that. It was so traumatic, my mind just said didn't happen. There was like a row of bushes, oh and we my just God. needed to get on the other side so we could take a piss. And I'm like, I'm just going to walk through it. I remember when we when the game was over and we were going to go to the bar, and freaking Matt needed to go pee, and he jumped off that sidewall, and he didn't think it was far, and he just disappears what behind it. looks like it. a three-foot, you know, small yes. wall was but a six-foot wall. You see his hand, like, on the walls. He jumps and then you just see like his fingers hanging on like the like he's just grasping for dear life and he like all of a sudden pops back up and he's like oh that was a lot further down than i thought it was yeah, i thought we lost you yeah <laughs> the nfl draft scout almost became available yeah uh, got yeah. the certificate and everything to prove it. uh good times definitely also uh how about the astros last night 
a combined no-hitter in the World Series, only the second time ever. I watched the game last night. We're watching it as it's on right now. Uh, what are we at? Game four, I think. Game five tonight. Um, it just doesn't feel as special. It, it doesn't. And, I, mean, I don't know it was if it's cool the Astros, see. if it's the combined no-hitter part. It just doesn't feel as good. I do have a couple theories. But first, I thought it was super cool that the home runs and hitting Philadelphia a couple of nights ago showed up on the seismograph at Penn State. I thought that was pretty neat. That yeah. both of them, the one from Bryce Harper, and I think the other one was Schwarber. Um, pretty neat. But, like, again, last night, it just it was because it was a combined. You know what I mean? Like, you brought in other pitchers. Christian Javier, though, in I think it was 2019 or 2020, his practicing, him practicing was on a dirt road with whatever country that he's from. And it looks, I mean, it's a third world country, so it just doesn't look good. But it's crazy that he was practicing there, and now he's pretty much, you know, a part of a no-hitter in a World Series. Yeah. It's going to go down in history with that forever. But my theory here is, is that everyone's scared that if the Phillies win, we're going to have another economic crisis. And where the country's heading that way anyways. Every time the Phillies win, there's oh, an economic crisis. Oh, I saw that too, crisis. like in 1980 or something like yep. that. 2008, there was that recession. I mean, I think we're headed there anyway. <laughs> yeah, but if the Phillies win, it's like lock it in. I'm still rooting for the Phillies. I am too. Bryce Harper's first inning home run the other night, I thought it was great. I can't root for the Astros. I'm, not as, I'm over it. I'm not bitter anymore about the cheating stuff. Although my one of my daughters did come home from school the other day, and she was like, Dad, why does everyone hate the Astros? Like, people are talking about it at school. Mm-hmm. Why? I was like, well, they did technically cheat, <laughs> and they won a World Series because of it. And she's like, oh, I hate the Astros too. I'm like, well, okay, thanks. <laughs> what would you hear about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there's some other oh, stuff. not a fan of cheaters, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you a story. <laughs> Oh, you see that spatula over there? Yeah, you know that alarm clock I love so <laughs> Number much? Number two overall pick. <laughs> Let me tell you how I got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'll be a fun day. Um, uh, please just record it so I can watch it back. <laughs> watching the World Series, though, it did. It, the combined no-hitter is really cool. I still love the, like, the old-school starting pitcher that's going to throw seven, maybe eight innings in the World Series. Yeah, like, let him go. Or, you know... I hate to talk about it, but Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. He goes out there, makes all of his starts that he's supposed to, and then on short rest, come back, and he's like, I'll throw four innings in Game 7. Yeah. Like, that's just a baller thing to do. And I'm also going to go wreck my dirt bike and break my ribs and ride yeah, balls yeah. underneath the fake name. Yeah. Madison Bumgarner's another individual. Like, he's that, a weird dude. He is built different, legitimately. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's like 6'6", 245. <laughs> yeah, was using an alias oh, and like Jeff a disguise Murphy. to be a bull rider. Yes. Too, which is just another ridiculous thing to do. Making millions from throwing a baseball. You're like, I'm going to hop on a bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'd like to do? Just stupid. But it, it, it felt a little off. To see the combined no hitter, I do wish we would get back to the the legitimate like ace. And pitchers. you know, who knows? Maybe they go out there and he, this guy has a Matt Harvey, and the game gets blown out and they end up losing. Right. And very well could happen yeah. there too. Yeah, I mean, they won the game, so that's what you yeah. want to do. I, you don't really care about no hitters or perfect games, but it would have been cool to see Don Larson threw one a perfect game in nineteen fifty six. I wasn't alive to see one. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I never knew this. Yeah. Yep. I knew I knew there was one. It, I will not pretend that I knew it was Don Larson that did I was it. Say, is Don Larson a name that I should know that I don't? Uh, no. 
Okay. No, probably not. But it, it's one of those trivia things. Yeah. Like, in the, it, this would be a trivia question. Like, there's only been one perfect game in World Series history. Who throws it? It's because it's not like a known thing. It's not like, hey, who holds the record for most consecutive games with a hit? Like, oh, yeah, Joe DiMaggio, duh. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people know Don Larson. I didn't know it. I, I knew that it had only been done once, but I didn't know who it was. Yep. But now we do uh, some basketball things, too. Uh, Gonzaga may be looking to go to the Big 12. I'm intrigued. We talked about the uh, the Big 12 in football last episode. Now they're doing some things in basketball as well. It makes absolutely no sense geographically. That doesn't matter no. anymore. You're bringing in teams like BYU. If you can get Gonzaga to come over and play with Kansas a couple times a year, do it. And Gonzaga's like, we're going to make $32 million a year. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I don't know what theirs awesome. would be because they don't have a football program. So I don't know what that split would be, but still, it's got to be much better than what they're making in the yeah. whatever conference. I don't even know what conference they. Play I mean, in. Gonzaga and Kansas in the Big Twelve would be electric. And then you have Houston. Like Houston's mm-hmm. solid. Yep, solid this year. So I mean, the Big Twelve has got. I don't think they're rivaling the ACC yet. They're heading that direction. But, yeah, I mean, if they if you can pull a Gonzaga, and then you also have, like, Houston and KU, mm-hmm. that's a pretty solid lineup. Bringing Cincinnati, yeah. they're, they're not terrible. Uh, you've, got some, you've got some things happening And we've there. seen, you know, we, Baylor again. They're actually <laughs> good at basketball. Baylor that we just forget God, about all the time. <laughs> yeah. That's Oklahoma a, that's State showing some flashes. Kansas State was there a couple years ago. I just, that would be exciting. We've got to be better at remembering Baylor. Yeah. Golly, Poor. in everything. Women's basketball, football, yeah, men's I, basketball. I apologize. Like, you guys won a national championship, and they just never talk about it for me at all. Um, but we'll see what happens. I'm excited about college basketball this year. There are actually a lot of big names like coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, Drew Timmy, once again, the big guy in Kentucky uh, coming back. There's it, some potential. I've been trying to get into college basketball for like three years now, so I'm not going to make any bold. I started following uh, Kansas, North Carolina, and Duke basketball on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, Baycock coming back for North Carolina too. Yep, and so just so I get all their like updates and like hype videos and stuff. And Mm -hmm. dude, I'm I'm fucking hooked to hype videos. I never left. (laughs) I was never unhooked. But like now, I'm getting college it's basketball just, you versions. You found like a new theme for them. Yes, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not seeing the college basketball side of it, and they actually do a hell of a job. Like, it, I think it was Duke. They have these giant white like column sheets that they put up, and they have a video. Like that's mm-hmm. a, instead of it being on the floor like the jumbotron, they have these like standing sheets, and then when they get done, they just release them and they fall on the floor, and then someone comes and like sweeps them up and they go. And I was like, that is such a new cool way of doing it because like Cameron, not a big arena. No, but at the same tiny. time, it's like you found a way to make this cool. A million degrees in there. Yes. That's a bucket list. Oh, absolutely. For me. Is this any game or is it a big no. game? No. Well, a big game would be ideal. Yeah. I also, I don't, I'm not trying to go to North Carolina to watch them play, you know, UNC Charlotte. No oh, things. yeah. But if it were like, even going meant, to watch them play, to, like, you're not going to watch them play North Carolina. I was like, you're a freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah, that I would do. But even going and watching them play like Georgia Tech, like, all right, cool, sign yeah. me up. Yeah, yep. love to do that. I'll make the trip out there, pay for it. But I'm not going. Like I, I do. I have some friends that went up to a KU game, yeah. and took their kids to a KU game. But it was against like one of those like smaller schools, like a D2 school. Mm-hmm. It's like you get to check the box that you went and saw a Kansas game, but. Did you really? Yeah, you watched a blowout. Yeah, you watched like a, a 
damn near a practice. Mm-hmm. There's part of me that wants to go to more, like, either local games here, too. Like, go see a Southern game or a Pitt State basketball game. Because, I yeah, mean, they're still same. good at basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still a good product of basketball. It's just different. Like, last year I went to an Oklahoma State or an Oklahoma State and a Kansas State basketball game. I was like, man, it's not going to be whatever. That was a good freaking game. Like, well, I'll it tell was you, fun. those it local universities that you mentioned, they don't put on much of a show. No, and I'm, I'm sure they don't, right? Like, I'm not going in expecting a lot, but it's just like, okay, it's good basketball at least. Yeah. yeah. Or I should say a higher level. Hey. Like, yeah. I'm going to see a seven-footer dunk. Like, that's really what, like, that's a seven-foot. There's a couple seven-footers out there. I haven't seen one in a while. There they are. Patrick Ewing's the largest human being I've ever seen in person. Never seen him in person. That is a massive man. I think the largest, to know Passigno, the former yeah. defensive end for the Chiefs, it's insane. Well, like Eric how Fisher's big. probably. Yeah, but like bigger. to know his arms were so like that dude was standing yeah. up and is like scratching his knee. Yeah. And he never I mean, leaned over. Chris Jones is also a very large individual. I saw Patrick Ewing when he was playing. Not, he wasn't even playing with the Orlando Magic. He was just on the like roster, but he was injured or maybe he was coaching at that point. But seeing him pretty close up, it's like that doesn't even look like a human being. Yeah. How did you get to be that big <laughs> and athletic? Yep. Kenneth Reed, uh, watching him at Denver, like during his prime where he was doing all those alley-oops and stuff, that was the first NBA ever game I went to, and they played the Washington Wizards, and it was John Wall. Uh, that dude can absolutely fly on a basketball court and then stop yeah. and jump straight up. That's pretty insane to see. But to watch Kenneth Reed jump, but the way he, that he did, I was just like, that is insane. And he's a name, but like, he wasn't any good in the end. No, he, like, he just, all he could do That's, was dunk. Have you seen these videos of Taco Fall? Yeah. He's like in China now, and like the Wilt Chamberlain of China. That's ridiculous. Because you watch him over there, and it's like, man, this guy's going to be an NBA superstar. Like, if you didn't know who he was, yeah. and you just saw the clip of him dominating in China, you would think this is the this is the Wimbanyama guy. Yeah. No, it's Taco Fall, who was buried at the end of the bench, in who looked Boston. like he could barely move or run at all. <laughs> Over there, he's just killing it. Stud. Killing it. They can't guard him. <laughs> Literally cannot guard him, and he couldn't see minutes at all in the NBA. That's how good these NBA players are. <laughs> but he's playing professionally overseas, and he can't be stopped. It's, it's wild how good they are. And like, even like the best guy that plays at your local gym. He never even sniffed the NBA. Oh, that's what I was going to Like, the worst player in the NBA is going to be an absolute stud at your local gym. Oh, yeah. Like, like oh, you know, a former NBA player didn't do anything. He's still hitting shots with yeah. ease. Just couldn't do it when there's 30,000 people in the stands and you got LeBron James across from you. Yeah, sorry, I'm not hitting shots tonight, Coach. I love watching games, especially, like, at a bar with other people, and you'll see a guy wide open on an NBA court, mm-hmm. and he'll miss the shot. You're right. What are you doing? How do you miss that shot? Yeah. You go do it, buddy. <laughs> go do it at a high school gym. Yeah. I now do it with 25,000 people and some pressure. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a normal three-point line. That's an extra 10 feet behind where you normally shoot. Yeah. I mean, on most shots, they're like, they will knock that down. But when they miss the open shot, it's like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Overweight 45-year-old sitting at the bar drunk. Yeah. You can make that shot, though, buddy. I'm glad you, you put an age on it so it wasn't me. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> 26 year old <laughs> hot stuff you've got a birthday coming up though this year i do yeah this year because we all do this year this month <laughs> yeah. when's it gonna happen <laughs> you tell me i am smart uh last thing that we're gonna do because it's just one of those shows uh we're gonna end the show with a couple icebreaker questions 
those first date type questions that some of us are going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just this is good practice. Maybe some of our listeners are, maybe they're about to go on a date and they're going to get these questions. Mm-hmm. Now they can be prepared. So just, you know, th- me always thinking about the listener. Yeah. That's really what's going on. Appreciate uh, that. First one, we can take these kind of rapid fire. Are you an early bird or a night owl? I'm a night owl, big time. I am too, man. I am a night owl that lives in an early bird world. But I will tell you what, yes, <laughs> preach, brother. <laughs> Why are we waking up at six? Yes. Why is there anything that starts before nine? It's like, shut the fuck up, If you are not a gas station, a, a Walmart, a pharmacy, nine o'clock. School should start at nine. Banks open at nine. I don't care about anything else. Hospitals don't close. Like there are certain things that just should not be open before nine o'clock. Yes. And the, the people that are like early risers and like, Oh, get up at 4 a.m. You know, before my competitors. Yeah. Get a run in. Get a, get a workout. Okay. Cam Newton. You know what? I will I'm say. I'm going to hit snooze. Yeah. Everyone that is like very successful, like that's what they do. So maybe they are doing the right thing. <laughs> where, because... where are successful people that are also night owls? Yeah. I <laughs> haven't found them. <laughs> so that's a great first date question. <laughs> you're going to determine their success immediately. With yeah, that night out. Uh, this is over. Check, please. And now we, everybody knows you have to lie about it. Oh, yeah. Early bird. <laughs> Yeah, I wake up. First thing I do, make my bed. There's oh, one successful thing I've done today. I will say, though, the times that I have woken up at, like, 530 <laughs> in the morning and, like, stayed up and, like, made breakfast and got ready and wasn't a rush in the morning, it's like, that was a pretty good productive day. But then it's about 3 o'clock. I'm ready for bed because I've been up for a long time. Like, yeah. that's a long so, day. True story. Last night, um, I've been – Tired all week. So I went to bed at like 9.30. Ooh, you lucky dog. Like 9, 9.15, 9.30. I know that I didn't finish watching the no-hitter. And mm-hmm. when I fell asleep, starting pitcher was still in. <laughs> so it was pretty early. I, I think that I was actually asleep before 10 o'clock. And I woke up at 4.30. I woke up at 4.30. had to take a piss because mm-hmm. I'm getting old. So I woke up 4.30, go to the bathroom, come back. And I'm laying there and I can't get back to sleep. And then the next thing I know, my alarm is going off, and I never fall back asleep. My ass just woke up at 4.30 this morning. You just laying there awake? No, oh, yeah, that's a common thing for me, though. No, you weren't on your phone or anything? You're just, just laying Just trying there? to get back to sleep. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah, you don't do that? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad. I did get awakened at 4.30. My alarm goes off at 6. So like I was there laying there for an hour and a half yeah. trying to fall back asleep. I was almost there. And then, boom, alarm starts going so off. So my Alexa or my Echo is too smart in my room because it usually goes off at 6. Like, that's my alarm. goes off at 6. And then I'll be like, Alexa, snooze. And five minutes mm-hmm. later, it goes off. Well, the other night or the other morning, I was like, Alexa, snooze for 15 minutes. Well, she has now taken it upon herself that every snooze now is 15 minutes. Oh, she's, yeah. So she's this morning, it was like, boom, I snoozed 15 minutes. Didn't realize it went off again. I was like, oh, just that's five minutes. I went by really fast. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I snoozed for 30 minutes in total then, <laughs> and I was late this morning. Yep. And oh. I was like, you son of a bitch, you're too smart for your own good. But I was awakened at 4.30. Do not adjust the snooze. The other day, yeah, <laughs> by my neighbor screaming at her kids. And when I went out to walk Allegedly. my dog, she was so – I don't. And maybe it wasn't her kids. It was some rough morning. When I walked out the door, there was a, a drawstring bag there with a pair of shoes and a can of hairspray 
spread out on the floor because she had opened her door and thrown something out and hit the wall. And that contact to the wall at 4.30 in the morning woke my ass up. I was in such a deep sleep, and I don't know what happened, but I somehow got turned around in my bed to where I was up against my headboard facing it. And when I woke up, I could not I've been figure there out <laughs> where it was and I was like, or where I was. And I was like, did I fall on the floor? And I was like, how am I turned sideways and leaning up against my headboard? Like, this the makes time no I, sense. My fan fell. Yeah. I told you guys, I said it on the podcast. Fan fell, and I got up out of bed, running to fight somebody, <laughs> punched the wall, ran into my coat hanger or whatever. Terrible, terrible night. Wrist was sore for forever. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, how about this one? In your idea of heaven, what is the background music? This is such a great question that I've never thought to ask somebody. It's a pretty good list. But I've wondered myself, and I have an answer. Like I have a true answer. It's an angel sitting there. Like a little baby angel with wings just fluttering on either side of a heart, just plucking the strings. I don't know, heart. So like just the And they're just floating above you. And like you can look up at any time and see the old heart player. Mine would be uh, – the one that, that comes to mind for me right now is Tyler Childers' new album because it's kind of a gospel album. So it's like yeah. that could probably fly in heaven. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> that would be the okay. other one that I've thought of is uh like when you're at church and they're playing gospel music but the lead singer is saying a prayer but all the other people like the band members are playing <laughs> uh -huh. their instruments real quietly and, and you have that one guitar player that's just like strumming and you have the the drummer that's like hitting the, the quietly triangle. coming in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's it. Like you're just sitting there the whole time like Lord, we thank you so much for our blessings. Mine's a black church. Ooh. With like a choir. Where it is, like you're walking in peace, all of a sudden you hear, Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be one. Uh, what's an unpopular opinion you secretly agree with? Ooh, an unpopular opinion that I secretly agree with. Mine, this, uh, mine is one that's not so secret. I absolutely hate when people complain about how other people eat their food. The popular one is like steak. Like, oh, if you like your steak mm. this way you should burn in hell or like you're not a good person i can't trust you you're dead to me mm -hmm. whatever or like how you take your coffee like a lot of people loaded up with sugar and it's like oh that's not even coffee like who are you to tell people yeah. how to eat or drink let them enjoy what they enjoy if they don't like something fine so be it an unpopular opinion i secretly agree with i don't know i'd have to put more thought into that because like everyone's automatically going to go to like a politics, right? Like people are going to be like, "Ooh, like, yeah. what's like?" But for me, I don't know. Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. so. And you're not real. You're not super political. I'm not, and I'm not super controversial either. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a go with the. I uh, I tweeted this out the other night. Here's a. I think it's a very popular opinion. Halloween should be moved to the last Friday of October. Oh, that'd be fantastic. This shit landing on a Monday has wrecked my whole week. Yeah, I'm dude, just that's not a wonderful idea. Good. So put that last Friday. Why is Thanksgiving the only one that floats? Yeah, when they're just like, hey, put it on Thursday. Well, uh, the other ones do too. Which ones? Labor Day, Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, but. I mean, Independence Day doesn't because it's 4th of that's July. The day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like Halloween, what's so special about Halloween that we've got to be like, nope, October 31st? Solid point. Someone probably has the answer for that. I do not. I don't. Does Maybe St. Patrick's some... Day float? Or is it always the... No. Is it the 15th? Uh, March 17th. 17th. And that was talking holidays. <laughs> <laughs> the mellow and big country. Uh, Christmas is always on the yeah, 25th. Yeah. I know that one. 
New Year's is always yep. January 1st also. Yep. But Halloween, you're not special. Like, I like you. It was fun. You're not special. You put your ass on the last Friday in October. Everybody's so going to be fine. There's another question here on this list that's a version of one of my go-tos for first date icebreakers. Oh, okay. It's number nine. Okay. What's the wildest story of you and your best friend? <laughs> for, me, nope, <laughs> for me, the way I ask it is, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And I was on a first date, and one girl's answer was, I took a spontaneous trip with a guy that I didn't know to Florida. And I was just like, this date's over. Like, you're going, you're talking to me about a trip with another guy that probably clearly had sex on the beach with. I don't want to hear this story anymore. I love those stories about people that, like, break up, but they're like, well, we already had this trip planned, though, so we're going to go on it anyway. It's like, wait, you guys broke up. Yeah, we did, but you know, I already yeah, paid And uh, makeup sex. <laughs> I don't know what my answer would be for the wildest story because I wouldn't give the honest answer. Yeah, I mean, same. And mine's usually uh, throwing pumpkins off a parking garage in college and while the cops were on a breakup there and they, like, look over and we pull our car all the way up to the top and they have to watch us get out of our cars, wonder what we're doing, and then see us launch pumpkins <laughs> off the, the top of it onto the street. It's probably one of my crazy stories that I have. Would you rather take a trip to outer space or the deep seas? Uh, outer space. Mm. Yeah, duh. I think that's a. I that's feel an like easy it. One. I can't swim, but I feel like so much wrong could go in space that we don't know in the ocean. I, I mean, it's either way, you're screwed. I think it would be space because I think if I were to die in space, it would be because I was being eaten by something. Like even if it's if it's shallow space, it's not yeah. deep outer space. Like those views are one hundred percent. Like in the in. I ask. I think I would feel more safe yeah. in space than I would because in the I ocean. think in the ocean it's like you're blind to what's underneath you, and you just you don't like. Mm -hmm. and it gets at dark what point, in the sunlight. At what point does this shark come eat me, or this the kraken? You know what I mean. At what point does a mermaid come out of the water singing? I'm like, oh my god, right. it's a mermaid. Boom, she's eating me. Nope, catfish. Boom. That's about how deep <laughs> I go. <laughs> Uh, what's a, the weirdest food combination you enjoy? Oh. I'm not proud of this one, but I will, uh, I'll drink chocolate milk on almost any occasion. It doesn't have to be breakfast for me. I have been known to walk into a Casey's and get a slice or two and a chocolate milk. <laughs> I laughed because I did this the other day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like I grabbed a piece of pizza. I grabbed a Yoohoo and I was like, might as well wash it all down with a candy bar. Got myself a fast break. <laughs> I didn't realize this until years ago, and I still don't know why it's weird. I drink milk when I eat chili. My brother Matt just, like, he thinks it's the weirdest so thing. I, I remember doing that in school. But granted, we had, and maybe this is your mindset because you're a teacher, we had milk with everything as students. Like, yeah, you went we through and it was like, you want white milk or chocolate milk? You had to pick. You didn't get both. You got one or the other. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, yeah. no, I'm good. So it was like every day I had something with milk. And like, there's a part of me that kind of misses that. Like, I need more milk in my life. It, for me, like, with the chili, I mean, it's not even the spicy chili. There's just something about that combination, like the tomatoes that give me mm -hmm. heartburn. The milk helps you settle that. So I guess now it's one of those things that I've been doing for mm -hmm. so long that if I'm eating chili i have to have milk. i kind of wish like you who would come out with like a chocolate almond milk like a healthier version of milk there's just so much damn sugar in it man like it's crazy like i the i've been really paying oh, yeah. attention to the amount of sugar that i ingest it's too much 
I am a sugar machine. Yeah, I tried limiting my like sugar. Like, I tried limiting my sugar with my coffee because I get a white chocolate mocha. Mm-hmm. Looked at that. I was like, that's way too much no sugar. So I go sugar-free. Well, okay, that's good for a little bit, but then I end up eating candy or something later that day. But to answer this question, the weirdest food combination that I enjoy is getting a Dr. Pepper and a Snickers and then taking a bite of the Snickers and then taking a drink of the Dr. Pepper and letting it just, like, fizzle in my mouth. Fizzle? Peanut butter is another one. Yeah. Mm. PB&J with a Dr. Pepper? I don't know what is going on. Oh, I have the correct mouth. answer here. Peanut butter and jelly, but I put Doritos in the middle of it. And then I crunch the chips. I've seen yeah. people do oh, that. Oh, I've been doing that since I was a kid, man. Oh, here's a weird take. I uh, I don't eat peanut butter and jelly. You can't. I just eat peanut you butter. You just do a peanut butter sandwich? I'm, just a peanut I butter sandwich. I do that sandwich. too much. Can't do it. I feel like a dog. <laughs> and then I think of. That's why you have to have the dog pepper. I think that's like, sound like a dog with peanut butter in your tongue. I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's do one more, or at least one more that I want to. Mention Gryffindor or Ravenclaw? Gryffindor? I know it's Harry Potter's, but I have no fucking clue what this is. <laughs> it's the Harry Potter at like houses or whatnot. Like there's like, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, Gryffindor, and there's one more that I don't know. But if you're a Harry I Potter, I know that nerd, Harry Potter's real you know, popular. You've not seen the movies, have you? I haven't seen the movies. I haven't read I'll a be book. honest. I know. I never watched the movies until I moved into my apartment, and the people that I moved in after the apartment with had the uh, entire series of Harry Potter, and they didn't claim we, them. And I asked them, I said, did you leave anything else in this apartment that you want? They asked for their Harry Potter wands. They did not ask for the Harry Potter movies. I gave them the wands, and I kept the movies, and then last summer I watched them. And I will give them credit. I binge watched them, so I didn't have like the They're I didn't have popular, like the anticipation so not... of waiting for the next one. I was like, that one's over. Here's the next one. Yeah, they're all good. Like I, anytime they're on now, when I'm Maybe scrolling YouTube TV and I was like, what am I gonna watch? And there's a Harry Potter movie on. You bet your ass, I'm watching it. And now mm-hmm. I get. I'm not gonna go get my own wand and stuff. But if someone offered me a wand, I'd take it. <laughs> my daughters went to a birthday party over the summer where they made their own yeah. wands. And they're not into Harry Potter yet either. And it's, I'm not making fun of it. Uh, I've, I've, we've got a friend that is like a diehard Harry Potter book. guy. He reads the books when he wants to read, like when he's got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think on our last road trip, he, that's what he was doing. <laughs> he was reading Harry Potter. So like, I'm not making fun of it. It's just not my cup of tea. But even they were at this birthday party, and they were making like their own wands. They're like, Dad, this is stupid. Like, Why are we doing this? Like, I don't know. It's like a cult. <laughs> it really is. People love this stuff. We, speaking of cults, we also grew up in a very small town. We were one of those towns that people were like, Harry Potter is the <laughs> devil. <laughs> like, they were burning Harry yes. Potter books. Like, you weren't allowed to read. So that's probably why we you were not allowed to read the opening page of the first Harry Potter book because it was a curse. And it would make you addicted to Harry Potter. But And I will say there's a part of me now that's hey, like, what? Uh, <laughs> everyone that's read those books is way too addicted to it. I don't know anybody that's like, yeah, I started it but didn't finish it. <laughs> no, it's like people like me and you who are like, nope, never got into it. Or you just... When's the next one? You know, a, you know what a Hufflepuff <laughs> is. I don't even know what these words are. But more power to you. I did see one more. Who's your first Ooh, crush? Great one. Um, I know. I know the answer. Mala. It's your crush. I, I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to word this. Is it, is it like a real person from school? Yeah, don't yeah, drop it, the it name. Is, yeah. I remember like kindergarten. Remember the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, my God. She's cute. Wow. I've had a crush on her ever since. Now she's married with two kids. Absolutely loving life. I cannot wait to ask yeah. what her name you know is. Who, you know exactly who she is. 
is. Mine is uh, Kelly Kapowski. Mm. Saved by the Bell. Oh, okay. If we're going to go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Fucking throw back to kindergarten. <laughs> fucking creep. What a loser. I mean, we were throwing it back to like first date. Yeah. Icebreaker questions. And you're like, let me tell you about the oh, one that got away. Yeah. Not too we were six. good. That's probably why I'm unsuccessful. <laughs> no relationship here. Um, it would probably be Jasmine from Aladdin. But I always thought it was weird. You got a cartoon thing. Dude, I, I knew that was going to be weird. But like as a kid, it was Jasmine from Aladdin and Jane from Tarzan. I never saw Tarzan. Never seen Tarzan? Yeah. And that's, I feel weird because like, oh, it's a cartoon. But as a kid, I was like, oh, it's a pretty girl. Like if I were to get a real girlfriend. Hey, I've made fun of you before about it. With the Lola Bunny thing. We were all kids. Lola we looked bunny. at it and they're like, there's... Something, there's something about that bunny. That's not me. You got the wrong guy. guy. Was that one of our other uh, One of my friends made a comment about how the Lola Bunny in the new Space Jam was not as thick and busty as the one in the old one. Okay, don't put Lola, that on me, dog. Like, <laughs> I think we all looked at that rabbit and like, huh. Weird. So your first crush and was... And now there's a whole generation of people who identify as animals. <laughs> it's not me, but I... I can see what... The hype was all about. Is there anything else on the list that you want to go? Well, I need to figure out what this lady's name was. It was the aunt on Full House. What is her freaking name? Aunt? Lori Laughlin. Yes, the one that got yes, in trouble for, for like getting a, a daughter to USC. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, she was a hot one. A lot of people say Topanga from Boy Meets World. So I didn't. I was that wasn't too a big young one for that. Me. I didn't really get to watch it. I watched the show, but I I wasn't really into no. it. Also, I think Mr. Feeney, low key creepy. And Boy Meets World. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is he following these kids around? I um, I'm a teacher. I have my certification. Mine's from kindergarten to sixth grade. This dude is just like getting recertified to teach these kids every year. Something's, something's, something's not adding off. up. Um, another one that I had that, do you know the show King of Queens with Kevin James? His wife, oh, yeah. Leah Rimini? Yes. <laughs> yep. That accent did it for me. Marissa Tomei is another one for me. She's the uh, the mom or the aunt in Spider-Man. Oh, the new ones? Yeah. Yeah, now she's like, the hot that's aunt. her I remember character. when she came out, I was just like, that's his aunt? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Um, Denise Richards, Denise Richards. Wild, things. Wild Things. Yeah. Have you seen that movie? I think that was one that we put pretty high on your list of yeah. to watch. Yeah, she is hot. That was another one. Um, That's, that movie is probably when I started realizing not only are girls attractive, like they're, they're mm. sexy. Uh, one for me that at the time was kind of weird because she was so ditzy uh, from the show that she was in was Ariana Grande. I didn't even know she existed until... Yeah, she was in uh, the TV show, like, Victorious or Vic- something like that. And it was a Disney channel. And the only reason I was watching it is because I have younger siblings. And my youngest sister loved the show. So I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. And then there was this Ariana Grande girl. And I was just like, she is so hot. But no one else talks you- about it. I'm not about to tell anybody, like, yo, watching the Disney channel, check out this hot chick. Do you remember when I didn't know she was white? <laughs> I did what? What'd you like six months ago? Somebody put out a list 
It was like the the top ten white girls with the best voice. And Ariana Grande was on the list. And I'm like, that's she's not white. She's like Hispanic or whatever. Turned out. I was wrong. Ariana Medium. <laughs> yeah. That's a Starbucks I thought, joke. Hope you got it. Thought that she was. Whatever. All right. That's it for us today. Uh, getting a little wild. I do appreciate you guys listening and putting up with our nonsense today. Uh, we'll be back at it on Sunday like we usually are. Um, hopefully this episode comes out with great audio. That's the anticipation. So we'll see what happens. But we thank you guys for joining us. And we'll talk to you all again on Sunday.